our experience in business today tells us that when employees can collaborate effectively, organizations flourish. And when they don't, innovation diminishes or wanes. Learn what collaboration is and how to encourage it today in Serious Soft Skills. Welcome to Serious Soft Skills, where we help you unleash the power of soft skills. Here are your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. Take it away, guys. Welcome to episode 22 of Serious Soft Skills. I'm your host, Dr. Tobin Porterfield, and with me as always is Bob Graham. We've been exploring the world of soft skills, looking at how they show up in the workplace, what they enable, and importantly, um, how we can best leverage them in our workplaces. Today, we're going to talk about collaboration, which can serve as jet fuel for teams. If you want innovation, then we believe you also need collaboration. Bob, why don't you set us up, kind of uh, take the first shot at this and give us a good uh, working definition of collaboration. Okay. Well, uh, hey, Toby, it's great to be back with you. And I think this is a really important topic. And I did not go to the dictionary. I've been thinking about how I would describe collaboration in my own words. And to me, the best way to describe collaboration is when people come together, whether it's two or 10 or 100 people, to achieve something that they could not achieve on their own. That's the best I can give you. I'm not sure that's crystal clear, and I'm not sure what the dictionary would say, but that's sort of to me. When I feel like I had a good day of collaboration with you, I will say to myself, boy, my time spent with Toby made what we achieved far greater than anything I could have achieved on my own without question. Great. So I think what you're getting at, I, I, I would agree with some of those key elements are that it's, it's two or more people coming together, um, and it gets us to a place that we wouldn't have gotten to alone. Yes, and I would add the third thing that for good collaboration, everyone involved needs to be trying to achieve the same objective. So there's got to be a shared vision component or at least a shared objective. So if you your goal with this podcast is to be the Toby Show, and my goal with this podcast is to be the Bob show, we are not going to have a good podcast. If our goal is to talk about a topic that we've agreed is important, such as collaboration, and we're both willing to give what we need to give to achieve that, we can have a really good collaboration here. Wow. I was going to ask you for an example, and I didn't know you were going to use us as the example. But, yeah, I think that that's a good starting point. It's something that our listeners can kind of – uh, identify with, I hope. I think they can see uh, we differ in our perspectives on many of these topics. And through that dialogue, I think we all come to a better understanding of it. Uh, rather than listening to one or the other individually, um, I think that blend and that, that uh, contemplation really gets us to a better spot. And I think you can see that in most people in their workplaces, if they're working with teams, they probably have a similar experience. For you and me, it's podcast, but for other people, it might be figuring out how to do the annual report. It might be figuring out a supply chain issue. It might be um, teachers finding a way to teach a topic better. It could be even the baristas at Panera or at Starbucks, trying to figure out a way to get the line to be shorter, whatever it would be, where people are coming together to 
solve problems, to find innovative ways to make their world and the world at large better, and ideally, I guess, because we focus mostly on business, to make the business experience better for the customer, whether it's a better product, a better service, or just more efficiency. Super. Bob, I, th- I think that gets to a key element. I know for me, um, and, and you know in my background, and I think uh, many of the people that listen to us know, uh, I come from a little bit different background than you are that's been very dependent on collaboration, and that problem-solving element is is really critical for me. Um, so I think it's a good place to take a short break, and when we come back, um, I want to get into a little bit of that setting up a context for successful collaboration. Hey, Bob Graham here. Self-reflection, you've probably heard about it, but you have no idea where to start or what to do. We got you covered. We put together a tip sheet on how to start your practice of self-reflection and some of the do's and don'ts to ensure your success. To get your tip sheet, visit SeriousSoftSkills.com slash tip sheet. That's SeriousSoftSkills.com slash tip sheet. Best of all, it's free. It's our gift to you for spending some time with us today. Welcome back to episode 22 of Serious Soft Skills. Uh, as you, we've been talking, we've been talking about collaboration, which is a really important topic these days. You hear it almost everywhere. Uh, it is, uh, in some ways, the holy grail. And if uh, you sort of took a cat nap in the first part of our program, let me just do a little quick recap. We've sort of come to the agreement, I think, that uh, good collaboration involves two or more people who can achieve something better together than they could individually. And usually they're working, well, I guess uh, mandatorily, they're working towards some sort of shared vision or goal. So they're trying to achieve something. And I think that sort of takes us to, um, you were starting into the idea of supply chain, Toby, which you're really versed in. And can you sort of go a little deeper into that for us? Because that's an area where collaboration is different than my collaboration. I collaborate with people on sort of that fluffy stuff, better wording, you know, uh, design elements of a website, things that are sort of ethereal. You're talking about a completely different aspect of collaboration, which is getting widgets from point A to point B and point C with various various organizations usually, and I assume they all have their own objectives, their own funding structures and all that. So how does this work in that world? Exactly. And and, and I think for, for folks that are listening to us, uh, as we look at these, some of these examples, we're not you know, uh, trying to draw you into our world except to be able to take these away. And so there are some good uh, pieces for best practices in collaboration that you can start pulling out of it. And, uh, and so me, coming from a supply chain background, that's all about collaborating with your suppliers, the manufacturers. Uh, and uh, what we talked about right before the break is that problem focus. So a lot of times the collaboration of supply chain is we've come together to solve a problem. Uh, one, there's an instant motivation because sometimes the problem is a supply chain disruption, like a, a port strike for the labor unions or uh, a natural disaster. So very quickly, people are highly motivated to come together and work. Now, we don't always have that type of a motivation, but regardless, when we come together to collaborate, I think it's critical to have that uh, rallying point. Where uh, And we were looking, I, I remember working with one of our suppliers, and we just got talking. It's like, this is just ridiculous. And I'm sure our uh, people here in the, 
in the area as they've uh, driven around, they see those wooden spools along the side of the road that used to hold cable. Yeah, and you're thinking, yeah, that was probably your picnic table in college, right? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so those wooden spools, uh, they're actually quite expensive. They're quite important because the cable and the wire that come on those is really heavy. It's expensive material, so you want to protect it. But once you use the cable off of it, normally those reels need to be recaptured, destroyed, uh, chipped into mulch, and hauled to the landfill. So they're expensive to buy. They're expensive to get rid of. And uh, we started talking with one of our suppliers, and, and they more closely understood the expense of building those and and having those reels made in order to put their product on it. And from my side, I experienced the the cost of having to retrieve them and destroy them. Um, And they said, you know, that's really ridiculous. Why don't you send them back to us and we'll put your cable right back on them. We'll get three or four uses out of these before you have to destroy them. So we ended up putting in a process where when they brought a truck down, which would be a flatbed truck full of these cable reels, they take the empty ones back with them because the truck was going back empty. So there was a savings there, and then they would put the uh, they'd have to inspect the reels to make sure that they were usable, do any minor repairs, and then we would split the savings in reusing those reels. So just a, uh, I think for collaboration, it, we wouldn't have been able to solve that without getting both groups together. Um, so we clearly achieved something we couldn't have otherwise. If I had approached that problem myself uh, without their input, I would have been looking for ways to destroy them cheaper. Mm-hmm. And that's not really the solution. The better solution is how do we get more life out of them? So uh, so I think that it was just a great one. And, and, and I think another element, I'm going I'm to hold on to this for a minute, is not only that, that central rallying point, but there's a relationship underlying that collaboration. And there was an existing uh, in the supply chain. We often use the term mutual independence and respect because there's a buyer supplier relationship there. We have a shared cause to do business over multiple years, potentially. And it's in our best interest to do it better. So we've developed some trust. We've developed respect for each other's knowledge and Of course, that's not true with all suppliers. It's not true with all buyers. And if you try to collaborate in a situation where you don't have that respect and trust and mutual independence, the collaboration is probably not going to go very well. So there's some context issues. Toby, can you explain the phrase mutual independence? Because that seems counterintuitive to, to me that if we're talking about collaboration, independence is the last thing that we want. So can you just take a second and help me understand that? Yeah, and I probably misspoke just, you know, in my passion and excitement. It's mutual interdependence. Okay. Because they want to sell their product, I want to buy their product, and we want to each do it in the best possible way. So it's a mutual interdependence. And and even in a supply chain world, that is not often recognized. The, the buyer sometimes feels that, hey, I'm here, it's my money, I'm going to spend it where I want. It's up to you to serve me however I say. And the, the sellers sometimes can be so big and powerful that they may come in and say, oh, you need to use our product. Here's the terms and conditions. That's not a mutual interdependency. So we've got to get to a point where there's some kind of balance of the power that we can respect each other. Okay, that makes more sense to me. I didn't mean to rat you out there, but the, the word independence seemed totally opposite to what you're saying there. And I want to credit you for giving us a really good real example. Get it? Real? Real? real. 
thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. If you've listened long enough, you're sorry you did at this point. Well, Toby, is there anything else you want to offer at this point, just as we go through the general idea of collaboration? No, but I think it'd be good to to kind of sum us up is that um, uh, collaboration has to have that value focus, um, but that collaboration is also uh, dependent on either having or being able to quickly form relationships within that collaborative group. So if those relationships don't pre-exist, as they have in my situations, but if not, then when that group comes together pretty quickly, we need to get to a point where within that collaborative group, internal, external people, there needs to be that level of acceptance, empathy, um, respect in order to really collaborate um, and, and I think we'll kind of tee up our, our next discussion because there's, uh, I'm sure as we started talking about collaboration, people kind of cringe a little bit and go, gosh, I hate when I get pulled into one of those groups. Um, but I hope we've laid out some of the elements of why collaboration really can work. And if you look inside those, those collaboration failures, you're probably going to find some of those key elements were, were missing. And I know I've been in some of those. I've gotten put on committees that sounded like they were going to collaborate on something. None of us wanted to be there. No one was sure what we were going to do or that anything was going to really happen with any recommendation we made. So uh, when those elements are missing, it really gives people a bad taste for collaboration. Um, and I think we'll look at some of those misconceptions coming up in our next episode. So collaboration ideally bubbles up from the bottom, not top down. So the CEO can't say, you guys sit in a room and solve this problem. I'll give you an hour. It would be better if three people started talking about it over lunch or in the office water cooler and said, hey, you know, we should get together and talk about this and see if we can solve it. Is that? That would be great. I think sometimes, though, um, uh, what do we call it? The the big, hairy... uh, problem in the corner. Um, I think sometimes the boss does need to say, Hey, there's a problem and here it is. And it's so big. And, but I, I know I've had that situation where I've been asked to rally a group to solve something and the boss has brought the problem to me. And, you know, I've, I've, I've held them to it and I've said, you know what, I'll bring the right people together, but you're going to come to the first meeting and you're going to have to convince us of why this is an important problem that needs to be solved. I'm not going to come in. I need you to come in. You're the one passionate about this that needs to be solved. And so help us get motivated to it. So I think sometimes the boss has to bring it, but that emphasis and that development of the problem, if it's going to get, for lack of a better term, dumped on us, we need to be rallied around it in in more than, gee, the boss said it needs to be solved. That might not be enough to get a really good solution. That's going to get a really fast solution and get it off my plate. But if we really want to find something that, that solves it well, we need to have some motivation around it. You also use the word passion, that if you have passion for this, you need to bring in and sell us on that idea that we should do this. And I think that's when I've seen good collaboration, there's usually one or more people that are really passionate about this is a legitimate problem that we need to solve for whatever reason. And sometimes I haven't always agreed with the reasoning, but I've valued that this is someone I respect and appreciate, and they have passion for it, and they know what they're talking about. So getting on board with them is an area to make some discovery. And usually over time, it's like, oh, I get their passion. They're absolutely right. This is a problem we need to solve. Exactly. Well, Bob, I think that's about all the time we have today. Um, You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills. 
Join us next week when we dig deeper into collaboration. And uh, until then, thanks for listening. Good day. And as always, good soft skills. You've been listening to Serious Soft Skills with your hosts, Dr. Tobin Porterfield and Bob Graham. If you like what you hear, then take a moment to review us on iTunes. Looking for more insights on soft skills? Then check out our website, SeriousSoftSkills.com, for blog posts, newsletters, and other resources. And look for a new episode of Serious Soft Skills every Wednesday.